The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Everyone relax. This is Toe Fox. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> It's 10.45 on uh, November the 10th, 2013. I'm sitting on a balcony uh, in Harvey Bay. Uh, Queensland with Lindsay Webb. Uh, how are you, Lindsay? I'm really well, thanks, mate. We're pretty good considering we had quite a bit. It was the last night of the... I mean, essentially, this was the encore bit of the tour. Yes. It wasn't officially part of the tour, but the last three nights we did yeah. uh, gigs in Bundaberg. Hello. In a uh, beer garden. Yeah, the Bundaberg Beer Garden. The Bundaberg Beer Garden. I've never performed in a room where there was more pictures of the Bundy Bear than there was audience there was, members. There was a 30-foot picture of a Bundy Bear. It was, there was a lot of Bundy Bear action. Plenty. It was essentially like an end of a serial killer movie where you went in and you found they were obsessed with someone. <laughs> oh, it was like, It was like that pub was just obsessed with the Bundy Bear. That's true. Yeah. I there think was, they are. There's more polar bears in that fucking pub than there are actually living... <laughs> <laughs> on icebergs anymore. <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah, so we had uh, Bundaberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bundaberg, a place where uh, when we drove out of Bundaberg the next day, at 5 to 11, there was a line outside the Sizzler. A line. I couldn't believe that. Waiting to get there for the 11 o'clock opening. Come on. Come on, guys, we've got a business meeting. I want the Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> It really was. I've got to get there for the value. No, we're not making it up. No, no. A, they have a sizzler. Real. And B, people line up for it. Story checks. Which is why they still have one. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Because there's a demand. Very popular. Uh, so we did Bundaberg, then we did uh, Jupiter's on the Gold Coast. It was it was amazing gig. Yeah. So this was um, it was like a big casino gig, like and it's uh, like two thousand people. Uh, Big big theatre. But even just everything about it was big. The buffet. Mm-hmm. It's rare as a stand-up comedian you get to do a gig where there's a buffet that includes desserts. <laughs> That's true. When you're eating a vanilla slice before oh, you go on stage. French vanilla slice. I mean, you can get used to it. Man, if the French did nothing else, I would accept that they're brilliant just for that slice. Right, well done. Yeah. Do they it. have done heaps of other yeah, things, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Their liberal attitudes to sexuality, <laughs> drinking red wine during the day. Awesome town. Eating cheese. I mean, they've fucking nailed some shit. <laughs> Not handy around a war, but apart from that, you're fucking nailing shit, oh, French. So, um, uh, so we did that, yeah, Jupiter's. Uh, did not gamble, because I'm not a gambler. No. I don't endorse gambling. But, but came out with a win. Came out with a win. It's the only way to win from the casino. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, seriously. Yes. Someone said to me, they said, did you gamble? I said, it was already a gamble. <laughs> I came to a casino on the Gold Coast and did. I told jokes. They gave me heaps of money. They put me in a dressing room that's bigger than my apartment in LA. What are the odds? How was that dressing room they had me in? It was opulent. It was ridiculous. Yeah. There was a butterfly in glass. <laughs> <laughs> There was a chaise lounge. <laughs> There was a walk-in bathroom. It seriously was bigger yeah. than my apartment. It's a lovely, lovely area. That was very Don't nice. Know. Yeah. It's very nice. Looked after us nicely too. Yeah, no, so that was a good gig. And then uh, yeah. last night we were in Harvey Bay. Sold out crowd. Spelt Hervey Bay. Hervey, yeah, H-E. Uh, but uh, Harvey Bay. Which makes it awkward for Harvey Norman. Yeah. Spelt Harvey. Right. Oh, <laughs> fucking freaking people out in this town. People are going crazy. It's been, it was at the RSL. They, yeah. were, they were delightful and lovely. Got to love a gig where the backstage writer is a slab of beers for two comics. 
We'll just start you with the risky with the case in it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right. Nice. It was a fun gig, apart from Sarah, who thought... Yeah. Uh, t- about 10 minutes into my gig Thought it was an episode of Q&A she, she Stood up Asked a question Which was Is Julie Bishop a woman Wasn't helpful <laughs> did, did not make the gig better Did not make the gig better The answer is yes But she didn't need to know that right. Funny her name was Sarah Yeah Which backwards is harass Right She would not have understood that No That would have taken her no. days <laughs> She'd still be rocking in the car park Wednesday afternoon Hey <laughs> But it's one of those, uh, the, uh, the thing I will say about this is the place that got us staying in. Like, I've oh. never had a disparity between how good the joint you're staying in is yeah. versus, you know, the fact that we were in RSL, yes. you know, on tables, yeah. actually oh, yeah. performing the gig. Yeah. We should have done the gig in the apartment. Would have been nice. I mean, we could have actually got about the same amount of people in. Just about. I got tired walking from the bedroom to the living room <laughs> in my apartment yesterday. <laughs> yeah, have a break. I, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, well, I could because there's a couch with another room yeah. in between where uh, I could have just had a lie down. Just a rest area. It's like base camp <laughs> before you make it back to the bedroom. <laughs> so anyway, it's very Great delightful. Rooms, yeah. And uh, the uh, the plane isn't until later in the afternoon. So we're sitting having an early Brilliant. morning beer. We had some free breakfast. That's right. Went down to the local Harvey Bay thing and then they gave Lil, us free Lil breakfast. Yana's. They just got us to sign a little picture of ourselves. There you go. And I've decided that's how I'm going to pay for everything <laughs> from now on. <laughs> get a little checkbook made. I'm just going to take <laughs> little flip photos of myself. Perforated pictures. And I'll just <laughs> thank you for and then dash dash dash. <laughs> I love it. They'll be pre-signed and I'll just insert whatever it is. Cross out all bearer. Yeah. All bearer. Yeah. Right, not negotiable across it and away you go. <laughs> Cannot be exchanged for Adam Hills. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, no, this is a, this is my Willuminati um, uh, podcast, which basically is about the journey of making my brand new show. New show, uh, but you're that doing a new old. show as well. So yeah. let's give people a sense of where you're at in on right. the 10th of November. Yeah, where, where where do you first do your show? I've I've just done the first one, a trial. I right, but where's the first kind of where's the debut of the? It's off to the Adelaide Fringe. First. And and what date do you start? The fourth of March. Okay, so run. So that's oh, so that's almost exactly the same as me. I yeah. think I might start on the 3rd of March. Yeah. But, so we've both got the same time timetable. We do. So, so this will be interesting to people, I think, is tell people about what your show is right. and then tell people how you're preparing to okay. do it. Okay, so this year is a bit different for me with my show because I've been working hard on my audience interaction and and impro at, at my general stand-up gigs around the clubs and around the country. It's something that you do very well. Thanks. Like, yeah. if people have seen Lindsay and people might have seen you out on tour with me or, like, they've just sure. might have seen you, yeah. they'll know that your crowd work in particular is... Yeah. Sometimes you'll just walk out and that's all you'll do. That's it, right? So, I've decided... When we did that gig in Canberra, you just yeah. improvised yeah. for 15 minutes, the theater, didn't you? Yeah, that was, was a lot brilliant. of fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun, a Karelian. Ah. Anyway, uh, so I've decided this year to do for my festival show to do a show that is impro and based on the crowd. So I'm going to just for the record. I don't know how much background noise yeah, people can hear, but yeah, uh, there's only two things that ever happened in Harvey Bay, according to the people last night, which is our show came to town and there's some sort of speedboat, superboat thing on. There's a chopper. They're on today, and uh, that loud in the background, if you can hear that, is the superboats going by as we sit on the balcony looking at the water. This is quite nice. Great day. It's quite nice. What a great day. What a beautiful day. The tranquility of the ocean, only spoiled by superboats <laughs> and choppers. Petrol heads. All right, so yes, so, okay. So, and I trial my show every year. I trial the show at the Sit Down Comedy Club in Brisbane. Which is, is that your, that's your home club? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is my home In the club. same way as people, like, why well, I did my trial shows that people who've listened to this will know yeah. about. I did my improv trial shows at the Sydney Comedy Store, which because that's right. kind of my home club. Yeah. 
And so you do do it at the sit down. I, I do it at the sit down, and I just did the first one of those last Wednesday. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm pushing myself to do a solid fifty minute block of improvised comedy and finish by somehow weaving and tying the improvised stories together to a conclusion at the end of the show. So how would you do that? Um, by writing that while I'm on the stage and doing the bits that I'm doing. So um, can, uh, is it easy, can you explain to people how that works? Yeah, I can. So I will ask people, and then the show's called What's Your Name, What Do You Do? Because that's Great. my premise for starting a conversation with someone at the front. Also, I, I, the other thing I love about it is whenever I'm tr- mm. like trying to make fun of Lindsay, mm-hmm. Like and he's like, you know, I had this great gig the other night, went really well, and I said, oh god, did you do that? What's your name? What do you do? Exactly. So I've run with it. Well, you should run with it. I mean, you're brilliant at it. Thanks. So I've I've run with it, and I, to be honest, this show I have um, a couple of written stories that I planned on using in the show if they're needed. So kind of like a life raft. If the impro is not going that well, or perhaps the crowd are going, well, we don't really into the impro. I've written two bits, uh, two pieces which are like 20 minutes of comedy uh, that I planned on putting at the end of the show. And I planned on doing that last week at the first trial show. Yep. And at 45 minutes I realised there wasn't time and things were going well, so I did the whole thing with the impro. Now, to write the weave for the end, I'll start by asking someone, what's your name, what do you do, have a bit of banter back and forth and, and open the gate of communication so that they're involved now in the show. They're a character of the show. Go to two, three, four, maybe five different ones. At some point, I'll start to realise there is a link in some way from story one to story two. So Now, are you conscious about this? Like, are you in your head going, where's the link? Or is it more like no, you just I, keep your mind open I and keep my mind the links open. start to That's right. come the into your head? The links show themselves. Yep. And then I can sort of choose between which link and what happens. And sometimes that completely changes because the story you're in the moment of opens a whole new link right and so you go off on a totally different direction but the idea is to have the final story end by talking to the person that you're talking to and then bringing back the other characters in a improvised scenario that makes sense so those people can actually do the things that you and sometimes I kind of ambiguously do that like oh what we really need is a, some sort of you know truck driver that hang on a minute <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. it's that art of deception and you know whilst it's whilst I've completely thought of it and and getting ready to deliver it it was only five minutes ago yeah so it's, you know, it's, it's not a total setup yeah but it's, people it's, are like oh my god he remembers <laughs> stuff from earlier yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, all you right, know, good. So that's that's the process I'm at. And, and so what happens from now on then? Like you've um, done a trial show, how many of them do you do? How do you I, get the show together? Because for seven. an improv show as well, yeah. like it, you can't, it's not like you can actually practice it that no. much, right? Well, or can no. you? Well, this is the thing. I mean, what I'm practicing at the moment, because I've done impro at shows, yep. what I'm trying to work on is making that thread and that weave for the end as strong as possible because yep. that is going to be... You know, you can imp- I can impro well and people will appreciate that. But if I can have a, a really nice weave to finish the whole That's going to elevate it, isn't it? It is. That's going to be the so thing. D- so do you going, just have to practice? Do, that bit? do you have to practice to do that? Is that what you're saying? Um, you have to get yeah. out there and start going, That's all right, right how, how would I do this? Absolutely. This? Yeah, because at a standard gig, I sort of, as you know, bounce between some material and some impro and just play around yeah. and do whatever sort of pops to mind. But this is I need to keep going and keep pushing with the impro and keep finding the thread and the weave so that I can finish it out nicely. So it's it's stretching me. The first one, I really enjoyed it, but yeah. it was different. It was a different energy. How, how do you feel um, physically? Because one of the things I've talked about and people will have heard me talk about by now, I imagine, in this 
thing that I don't really know how I'm putting this together, but I'm, I'm imagining yeah. by now people have heard me talk about doing the first one of my improv shows yeah. that I did at the comedy yeah, store. Good on you. And I got off stage because I improv the whole hour. And yeah. I, I'm less concerned because I'm not looking to do an improv show. No. I'm not like you where I'm looking for a way to make an improv no, show that's work. that's right. I'm yeah. using those improv shows to come up with ideas material for material. Ideas. Yeah. So yeah. often I would use, like if, if I'm talking to a couple, I'd use that as a stepping point off to go, now I'm going to talk about this thing that that's reminded Absolutely. me of and explore yeah. that. They're similar but sidesteps yeah. to the same thing. And so I didn't really need to like, you know, try to weave it together. No. Well, though obviously you would sometimes for, Well, it just you know, happens, Because right? it just yeah, happens. Exactly. But... Um, after I did the first one, I walked off stage and I nearly collapsed. Like, you I went pale. You sent me a message saying you thought you were going to have I, a stroke. I thought I was going to have a stroke. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I honestly thought I was going to have a stroke. I sent back, yeah, get used to it. You know, just that thing where people look at you and they're like, are you okay? <sighs> and I'm like, I don't think I am yeah. okay. You do lift a bit higher, right? Because of the there's that fear. I guess it's the adrenaline yeah. and the... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, there's... I found it really draining. In fact, when I was doing those shows in general... I felt the process draining. So talk to me about that. Well, How do you, when you're doing a show, say you're going to do a month in yeah. Adelaide and Melbourne, yeah. right? How do you manage your day? How do you get ready? Like how right. do you physically, you know, yeah. when me, do you a, eat? What do you do? For me, it's a, it's a cloud over the day, a gig. A happy cloud. Like, yeah. I like doing the gig, but it's there. You know, you're constantly aware that there's a, a bit of a storm cloud up ahead. So, and I try and conserve energy. And at this point in my career, which is 16 years and nine of those full time, it's a subconscious effort to re- retain that energy. And, and about two hours before a gig, I actually get really tired. Uh-huh. I start to, my body is obviously holding off on energy because it's like we're going to need everything we've got in a couple of hours. Yeah. So it starts to close down a bit. Um, I've, I think about the gig a lot and especially because I don't have a set plan. When I was a younger comic, you'd have a list of the jokes you're going to do. You'd right. Be, you know, bum bag, milk, cows, have it running through it going, right, that's what I'm going to do. I now am sometimes just backstage second-guessing myself going, why Why would I not have a plan? What am I, an idiot? Interesting. Like, <laughs> shouldn't I think about what I'm going to say first? Or? Even last night, you like we were just in the green room together yeah. and you got a bit nervous beforehand and you were telling me that you still get really nervous before gigs. Yeah, absolutely. Which surprises me because for someone, if anyone who's watched you, yeah. like because you're improvising, everyone would think, well, clearly you're not intimidated at all by yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. But it's, you it's, do still get a little nervous. It's that fear of failure, but I think I use that fear like positively to push me into not failing. And I know that sounds no, no. kind of the backwards way to go about it, but yeah. I embrace it rather than let it put me off or... And, and trust me, the second step I take onto the stage before I've even touched the microphone, it's gone. It's, I'm there, I'm in the moment, it's happening. There's no, you know, you can't second guess it now. You just have to go and do it. So it's, it totally disappears. All right, Lindsay, that was fantastic. Thank you for talking to us and we'll catch up with you again at some other stage during this process. My pleasure. Good luck with your show. Peter Halley is here, which is exciting. Uh, I will. Let's, uh, I'm going to start by setting the context because mm. what I'm trying to do with this podcast, Pete, is sort of just give people an idea of, uh, you know, I check in at different points of where I am in putting the show together that hopefully they've already come and seen by this stage. Yes. Otherwise, spoilers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't listen to this podcast before you come and see the show and then complain. So this goes out after, like, as as the uh, the show is is out there, You once you perform the show, yeah? Like, this is like so, April well, or... I'm not going to, yeah. So basically, what I'm going to try to do is I'm, I'm documenting the whole process to yeah. see where my mindset was, where I was up to, like, you know, recording shows, recording trial shows. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to put out the stuff that I don't use. Maybe I'll put out in later episodes, like the origins of some stuff that I did use. Yes. Yeah. But obviously I won't put like 
stuff I'm going to do in the show out first on. But I think there'll be plenty of other stuff and people might be interested in. It's yes, essentially, absolutely. it's a comedy, it's a DVD Behind the scenes, director's commentary of, <laughs> yeah. of a live stand-up show. It's a great, it's a great in idea. In podcast form. It's a great idea because, you know, people often ask how do we put shows together right. and, and unless you document it along the way I think it's easy to forget well I think I will forget and I think you know I think it'd be nice to remember where my head was at what yeah. my aims were for the show yeah. rather than like on February 25 where I'm like anything that's funny alright so I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start asking you a few questions about it so okay, when did you is it automatic that you're gonna do another show like is yes. it, it's automatic yeah that, I, that's a good question Pete yeah. yes automatic yeah I never like this year will be my 19th Melbourne Comedy Festival in a row. Yeah. And I've always in my head gone, well, I mean, if I've gone this far, I might as well do 20. Yes. Right? Yes. Because I've always thought if nothing else, 20 years of Melbourne Comedy Festival shows means that even if I walk away from comedy, yeah. I was a comedian. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, more than anything else. Yeah. Like, I can look back on a television show or a radio show, you know, those sort of things. But for me... Like, yeah. the thing is going, I was a comedian. I did that festival every year for 20 years in a row. Yeah. Like, I, I did comedy. Yeah. It was my job. I mean, I still... I, I, I say this to people a lot. Like, as much as... And I often include, like, you know, mention you and people like Husey. I think we all, we all kind of started around the same time. And I'm sure people like, you know, Jude and, and are the same, where... We've had done some TV and, and, and some radio and, and different stuff, but I think we all still consider ourselves first and foremost stand-up comedians. Stand-ups. And, 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 you, and you have done it probably more, uh, more consistently than any of us, I think. Um, but I, I th- even with someone like Dave, who's had so much stuff on, and I don't know even how he finds the time, he still considers himself a stand-up comedian, like first and foremost. Well, it's interesting because I think, and um, you know, we can go all over the place with this. It doesn't really matter you know, how we get there. Um, I saw you do stand-up recently. Now, obviously, we've done gigs together a lot, but yep. because of the fact that most of the time, if I'm in Brisbane, you're in Perth or yeah, something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's rare that um, you know, we even get an opportunity like this where tonight we're performing together, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I, I came. I, I went and saw you do the Just for Laughs gala at the Opera House at yeah. the Opera House in Sydney. The yeah. main room there, big international gala. Some of the, like the best, you know, international comedians in the world. Yeah. And I thought that was that was I, that was definitely the best spot I've ever seen you do. But I thought that it was amongst the top five gala spots by an Australian I've ever seen. Oh, like, wow. I just thought it was such a fucking complete piece of stand-up comedy from start to finish. You were just completely in charge of it. Is that how you felt about oh, that, I, No, I felt really good. And the good thing about it is a lot of it is new. Right. Like, a lot of it is new for the next show. You know, the, 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 oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck! I just assumed it was stuff that you'd just been polishing for the last nine months. No, no, it is, it is, it is, it is stuff for um, you know, my shows. Uh, you know, going to be called uh, what's it going to be called? Uh, totes grouse balls. And totes grouse balls. Totes grouse balls. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> already seven dollars worth. Which I actually your booking fee is covered, people. I actually committed to that idea. At the Opera House in the green room at one of the after parties with uh, Justin Hamilton, yeah. Luke McGregor and Ronnie Chang were there. And I, I, I said, at that stage, I think it was just grass balls. I think, right. what do you think of grass balls? And they all laughed. And I was like, okay, text Claire Hammond at Token who does our live stuff and says, grass balls, lock it in, lock it in. And then I added totes just to make sure people knew that I was fucking around with it. Um, uh, and it felt really good. It felt really Greg was on um, – uh, before me and did some stuff about his daughters. Yep. Um, and I was I was going to do stuff about my having uh, three boys. It was one of those nice moments I think where I got I caught the slipstream a little bit where um, he was defending having daughters and I came on and was you know preaching how 
great it was to have boys. Because in a situation like that backstage, sometimes it can be one of those things you're like, oh, fuck. Like, he's covering the same area, even though you, it's not the same area. Well, I but you, you kind of wonder, you worry, you're like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. They're going to be like, oh, another fucking guy talking about who's <laughs> yeah. got fucking kids. You, like, you, you do not know. And it's even scary when there's, it's like the Melbourne Comedy Festival Gala where there's, you know, have 35 people on. Yeah. And if you're later in the build, like, you don't know if people are covered the same stuff as, as you. But so I'm backstage kind of going, oh, should I, should I drop it? And I th- my first thing was, I should drop it. I should just go on for some other stuff. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, maybe I can get away. And there's one of those things. I made up my mind when I got on stage, you know, uh, and I, it felt right. I went for it. Um, on the way to the gig, though, myself and Felicity Ward, I, uh, we were doing the uh, one of the other shows together with Greg and, and Deborah D. Giovanni, who was great, and, and um, Adam Hamilton, who was an amazing comedian from New York. And um, and I said to her, I said to her, because we're doing, we've done like you know three shows already. You know, you feel like this, you know, great. You feel like uh, I was emceeing, so I got a, a few cracks at going out on stage with those guys. Um, and then we had this big gala, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna riff. Right. I'm not even gonna write a set. I'm just yeah. gonna. Riff. I feel in the mood. And then I, we went in for the soundtrack. I saw how big that room is, which I kind of knew. Yeah. But I went, oh, I'm gonna write a set list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just a rough one, right. and I might, you know. But I did write a set list, and I pretty much stuck to that set list. But it, no, it was it was a great fun. So, so that it says to me that you already have material for next year's show that you are trying. Yes. Yeah, so I start in August is generally my rule of thumb. Now, I where will, where, be, where, I, will where will be the first place you do the show? Uh, When's it going to be done by Adelaide? Adelaide Fringe. Adelaide okay. Fringe. Um, and I, you know, I it was a decision I had to make. I. I I thought for a few weeks I wasn't doing another show next year. I was going to take a year off. So um, how many years in a row? Because you've been back and you've been like doing it a few years in a row now. Again, yeah, so I think it's now f- uh, f- four or five in a row. It might, uh, yeah, World of Balls, Snazzy, What Is Forever's, this one. and There might have been Dreamboat before that one. So I think it's five years, yeah, it'll be five in a row. Um, and I think this will be my 11th, 11th uh, show. Um, and... But you know what? I'm not sure what how you. I think you automatically just kind of seem to go and go. I'm doing a show. There's no. There's no. Right. If so, I don't even think about it. It's yeah. like the first thing that gets locked into my ear. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'll do a show. Well, <laughs> then with, everything else. With me, I do think about it, and I do decide, and and I wasn't going to, and I went up to do the sit down comedy club in Brisbane. Yep. I thought, I'll just you know, I'll just start. I've got a few new ideas. I'm just going to throw it. They're more premises, half baked. I'm just going to, you know, there's maybe three minutes of new idea in a you know, 40 minute spot. Yeah. And that, but all those that three minutes went really well. And I just thought, mm, mm. I could work. If, uh, yeah, I could work 57 minutes around that. Right. <laughs> you know, I could, uh, you know. Yeah. I could. I could get this to 60 minutes. But I wanted no, to ask you. Okay. Is when you, you know, how you kind of often come up with. Uh, a, a, a routine when you're developing a show and you kind of yes. think this is going to be this is probably what I'm going to end on yep. either start with or end on and this is going to be the kind of the crowning jewel of this and then you get to the, the show and it's either not in the show or it's just been reduced to like a little bit you, you, it's just been overtaken I had that actually happened to me doing Goodwill uh, this year I um I had this thing that right through when I was putting the show together I was like this is brilliant like I had this story in the middle of the show about like my niece and how into her I was and I had this great story and at the end I was going to have this conversation with her trying to explain what we'd done to the planet and the world and it was going to wrap up all the things <laughs> yeah. in the show and I did it on the first night and it just felt wrong you know 
are those moments yeah. where you're just like, oh no, this is too much. Yeah. This is not like it needs something more subtle than this. It, this is like too hammy. It's too. I'm laying it on too thick. And I was like, oh my god, I thought that was like the big. And so after the first night, it was just gone. It was like gone. I did a, I did a similar thing in uh, last year in Adelaide. The first few nights I did it where it was about um, uh, third world debt. Mm. And it's a routine I wanted to do for a long time. And I, it, it was perfect because I kind of wound – I did a you know, video routine, a retro. I like doing retro stuff and you know looking at videos and um, – and, uh, earlier, so it was a nice little callback of kind of saying, imagine like somebody renting, uh, you know, Porky's on a first day ever and not returning it. That's kind of third world. And that, there's a few other little laughs along the way, and then I um, went into an idea that I had about celebrity prostitution. Like celebrities will prostitute themselves to sell a Rolex or a coffee machine. Why don't if they but if they actually prostituted themselves. themselves that would, you know, surely that would be like third world debt taken care of. Right. Because surely somebody will pay, you know, billions, a billion dollars, or even it was if 10, An- 10 million dollars to sleep with Angelina Jolie. Mate, if Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt really care about healing the th- fucking third world... Uh, fuck for charity. Fuck for charity. Exactly. Or at least make a porno. You're married. <laughs> yeah. If they made a they, 3D porno... They could fuck each other right. and that would solve third and world debt. And people could pay to go and watch that <laughs> in the movies. That's it. Brad and Angelina, just <laughs> yeah. fucking. That's it. So, you and know... You wouldn't feel bad because no, you're helping kids you're in helping. third world I'd get my kids around to watch it you right. know? come on kids we're watching come the Brad on. and Angelina porno we're doing this for charity <laughs> this is your generation's we are the world <laughs> So like, I had, you know, I, I really liked, it. and it, it didn't not go good, but yeah. it, you know, and I had this like, you know, it'd be a sliding scale as well, you know. So if you wanted to have Ange or, or um, Brad, you know, that would be twenty million dollars, right. or you know, and you get down and you kind of get it down to other celebrities who, I yeah. who they were, you know, ended up a Risty from Susan Boyle, and that was you know, two bucks or something like that. That's and good. it was it was all good, but it just. You know when gigs, you get to routines, and I think I think it's what you're just saying. It doesn't feel right. We almost take a breath. You're gonna go, here we go. I, yeah, and you, and you don't enjoy it. Part of the reason uh, that I'm trying to uh, start this show earlier this year is um, in my schedule is that I think the thing that I want to do is reject more material. Yeah. Not have that idea of going, this is like 70 minutes of really funny stuff, but literally going, okay, I have 70 minutes of really funny stuff. Yep. Now I really just want to get rid of things that – like even if my heart's not in it one out of every 20 times – I want yeah. that to be gone and there be to be like a bit I don't want to dread a bit. Yeah. I don't want to like you go, oh, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah. Or like I'll have to get this one across the line yeah. or I don't want any of that in the show. So by the end of a run, and you do longer runs than yeah. I do, how much material do you reckon you've written? As far as that you've actually done it's been presented on stage and uh and then you maybe yeah, that you might have the you know, as 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 the year rolls on, there might be stuff you kinda of feel, oh, it's not you know, maybe that was for that week. It might be topical, or just it's not working, or better stuff has come in. Like how much? If I had to guess, this yeah. is how this is how I guess how how it's gone yeah. in, previously. In the first like um, month of the show, I would go through maybe three hours of material, trying right. to find the hour. Yeah. Like literally, like you know, there'd be nights where the show from night to night in Adelaide this year. If you went to the first three nights, you would have seen probably. Yeah, you know, two and a half hours of good comedy spread over three and a half hours. 
<laughs> but but you know, but then you start to drop things out and you start to get things out and you start and, and then I find what the show is and I expand it out after Melbourne to about 65, 70 minutes. Yeah. And then normally if like that should be what it is for the rest of the thing. And then there'd just be five minutes or so of whatever's in my mind or whatever's in the room or whatever's, you know, in the show yeah. most nights. And then it's pretty much the show for the rest of the run. It, it kind of finds exactly where everything's meant right. to be. Yeah. And yep. then, you know, then that's the show from then on. Then it, it actually then does the opposite. It loosens out the other way. You know that yeah. thing you do where you yep. – at the start, it's all flabby. So, yep. all you do is tighten, tighten, yeah. tighten, tighten. And then once it's tight and perfect, all you do is expand it out again and have more fun with bits. And, you know, and so you end up at the end of the tour, instead of having like 20 topics, uh, you know, in your hour, you've mm. got five, but you're just doing them yeah. all so much better. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you get to the stage where – it's fun, yeah. and also when you're really when you're really comfortable with the material and you're having fun with it, and you're not comparing night after night. You know, when you your first four or so nights, you're always judging. Right. Well, it wasn't as good. Yeah, it wasn't. Good. The first night, I think you just have, if you have a good show, you're happy to get through it, and, yep. and you know it all came out. And then the second show, there's a second show blue sometimes because um, I think there's that adrenaline release that you have after the first show, all that months of leading into it, and thank God, first you know, show, everything. First thank God, ever. there's people here. Thank God, you know right. the venue's okay. And, <laughs> thank and, God, I know. talk for an hour. Thank exactly. Thank God, you know I didn't come in at 47 minutes. Right. <laughs> if nothing know? else, I promised them I would talk for an hour. And I did that. <laughs> and I did that. So it's um yeah, and then I th- I find out you know usually by the weekend I'm probably you know kind of enjoying it, but it's even that second week where you're kind of feeling like you can start playing around, and even longer and longer where you just you know you you can just rock up on st- you, you can rock up to the venue. Uh, my my kind of thing is before the show I'll write out my set list oh, yeah. uh, a lot, um and and then. The longer the festival goes, I almost stop doing it because I kind of it's just in there. It's just in there. I don't, and I don't need to arrive an hour before. I start arriving later and later as as, as the run goes on. So, what's your uh, first of all? I do want to ask you what's the what's the show called and when do you decide on the what's your process for deciding deciding? Yeah, uh, I decide when they when you get that call, which you get that, we get ridiculously early, yeah, like 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 two months ago. Yeah, like well, you, you know. It, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'm only halfway through my, my old tour and they're like, what's your new one called? I'm like, <laughs> seriously, I've still got 80 shows of this to go. You know? Because when they do call you, you kind of feel like you need to start working on it. Right. Well, that's why I feel anyway. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, particularly if the name has anything to do with the show. But I think you and I both have that sort of attitude of going, well, let's just come up with a name that works. It's an umbrella, yeah. And then later on, you know, it can yeah. either relate to it or not relate to it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, like, absolutely. Mine, the name of my show literally just means means it's a new show. Yes. If you saw a show called something else <laughs> yeah. and you come and see this show, yeah. this will not be the stuff that was in something else. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what the promise is. That's yeah. really why, you know, otherwise I just call it Will Anderson again or yeah. whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. So what's it called? Uh, Willuminati. <laughs> Willuminati. Yeah, Willuminati. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy with that one, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's had a good response from people. So, so do you have to go like, do you, because uh, you've done so many shows, are they yeah. all in your head? Like, are you kind of going, where, like, how, does that, does, does this come to you? Do you have to sit down and think? Like this year, I, I admit, I had to really sit down and think about yeah. You know, what, what was well, what's your called? process in coming up with a name? It's just it's funny, right? It's fu- yeah. I think my thing is 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 funny, um, and I had this idea in my head that because I speak a lot about my kids, yeah, it's funny actually. It sounds naff, 
and I, but I speak to Greg Barrett, you know, about it backstage, and he's kind of going, you know, but you know, I was always he was always saying that you know he was saying that he's always thought that you know I'm not going to be the comic that talks about his kids, but you're going to go, they're the most important thing in your life. You know, there's a lot of comics who don't. You know, don't have kids who aren't speaking about it. As much as it's become this thing about talking about your kids, it's it'd be it'll be uh, not honest for 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 me not to include also, them the if I'm talking about my life. The thing that I want to say about that also, and I would say it to Greg as well, and have said it to Greg, is that I want to see cool people talking about their kids. I don't. Right, yeah. I want to see people that I like and people who have an. If you are up there going, I hate my wife and my kids have ruined my life. <laughs> right, and, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, then yeah. I don't want to fucking say that. Yeah. I've seen that a million times. Yeah. But I want to know what Peter Hellier is doing with his kids and what yeah. his attitude to his kids are. And I want to hear what Greg Berent's attitude to his kids are. And, yes. Because they're all very individual stories. Exactly. And yeah. how can you tell a story of your life, which is essentially what you're hoping people are coming out to see? Because yeah. at the end of the day, they're coming out to share an hour with you because they enjoy your company and want to know about you and what you think about things. Yeah. If you have this big thing in your life and never mention it, it, it makes no sense to yeah. me. Yeah, and I, I do. Like, I, I, I've enjoyed the last you know, four, you know, three or four years of comedy the most because I, I do speak about stuff that's is real you know yeah. i don't i don't fabricate i don't i don't kind of go what can i speak about today lamps are funny yeah lamps <laughs> maybe i happen to think of something funny about lamps sure I'll, right. you know i'll put it in but i'm not like i i go to a more truthful place to kind of come up with my material now yeah. which is yeah when, like, when you first when you're first starting out you, you are thinking you're looking around kind of going what's funny what's, what's funny about cars i need a car routine but know? isn't it di- the difference between going from uh w- when you start out you're thinking what's funny yeah, and when you get older and you've done it enough, you go, "What do I want to talk about that I can then make?" And how do I make it funny? Yeah, well, it's almost like you're, when you're starting out, you're going, "What do they think is going to be funny?" Yeah. And then when you when you get to the later stage, you think, "What do I think is funny?" And, right. You know, and you just back yourself in. Like, uh, there's just something that's happened. In you know, it's funny. You know, I heard somebody say, might have been Mark Marin, just going to say, takes it takes ten years to become a good comic. Oh, you know what the worst thing is. The more I fucking do it, the longer I think it takes. Yeah. Like, the more I do it, I I kept saying to people, it was always that thing going, like, seven years. Seven years, you'll kind of find your voice. Mm. It took me fucking 14 years, I reckon, to really kind of stumble upon, you know, I only feel like the last three or four years, I really, yeah, legitimately feel like I'm in, like, up until that point, I fucking rode a horse, yeah, like, a lot. And sometimes I won some races. Yeah. But I had no fucking idea why the horse was going fast. Yeah. Like, I didn't really know how to control it. Yeah. Now I feel like I actually know a little bit about what I'm doing, but I'm fucking, like, 19 years in now. Yeah. Well, it's only happened to me, like, three years ago. It was at the gala, and I just did a spot, and I've done plenty of spots at the gala before. I think most years I've done a show, I've done a gala spot. Uh, uh, thank you, Melbourne Comedy Festival. Um, and <laughs> and it's, the reaction I got from it was quite... Uh, you know, from other comics and and, and the industry people, just kind of going, that was really funny to the point where I was like, did the rest of my spots suck? Oh. To, you know, to the point where I went back and watched them. Um, why? And and it was funny. I did see a difference. I, something had happened. There was a confidence. There was a there was a I don't give a fuck kind of attitude. And that's what it, I had. This kind of I think after a few things didn't work professionally, I kind of had this. I don't give a. I don't care. Yeah. I don't like nothing can hurt me. Right. You know, I'm happy. I'm a, happy in my life. Um, I don't. I'm not defined by those things. I'm actually defined by how I, you know, professionally for me anyway is when I've got a microphone in my hand on stage. And there's just something about 
this is this is my area now for this for this ten minutes for this throw three minutes or this twenty minutes for this hour. I think if people don't realise that sometimes that setbacks can be wonderful. Oh, absolutely. Because when when you lose, you realise that it actually isn't that important, oh, it, and the world doesn't end. And once f- you realise yeah. that, you can sort of like you go, oh well. I don't have to fucking like you spend the first amount of time going. If I fuck up this gig, it'll all fall apart. It won't. Yeah. It Ab- might for a bit, and you might have to rebuild it. But so if you use a, a football or any kind of contact sport analogy, sometimes you go out there, and even when you when you're first starting, even in any game, even if you're playing at AFL or NRL level, you need that first hit. You need that first hit to get your confidence up. Right. You know, you need that. You need to get hit to kind of show you it's all right. And you, the other thing is, if again. you want to continue that sporting metaphor. Even Gary Ablett doesn't play good every week. Most weeks. I think that's probably a bad example. I mean, exa- most weeks. That's I a should, bad example. I should, <laughs> <laughs> but any, any, any other player you could have chosen. <laughs> but that's no, my but point. Right. Yeah. That even like a guy who is clearly yeah. so much better at playing football than all those other guys yeah. has weeks where he's not the best guy on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. You're right? absolutely right. No. So that I, I find that really interesting from that point of view. I always use, uh, prefer to use a, a Batman analogy. Why do we fall, Bruce? So we can learn how to get <laughs> ourselves I had, back I up. I have again. listened to Little Soups and the yeah. uh, <laughs> Little Bats uh, podcast with Hammer. Um, uh, so yeah, okay. So uh, name. I come up with name, and then I that that's you know that just goes out into the ether. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about poster because well, actually, yeah. you know what I'm going to tell you because you just mentioned uh, this the thing about you know people saying that your spot was really good, and in your head that made you go, "We're all my other spots shit," right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had a thing. Uh, so this will come in the podcast history after I've done my eight uh, improvised. I did these eight completely oh, improvised yes, stand-up yeah, yeah, yeah. shows yep. at the comedy store. So I'd go on at the start and I would completely improvise for one hour. Like nothing that I'd talked about the night before, just the whole thing, right? They went better than I expected they were going to do. Right. I did them expecting that sometimes it would be terrible and I wouldn't be enjoying myself, and but it would still be good for me. So you walked out on stage. Yeah. Um, because the term improv is, is, is almost controversial, isn't it? Like as far as the way some people use it um, because sometimes you know like there's oh this is a different show each night so, well it's not really uh, right. or, or, um, so but you, I'm, I'm really so you walked on stage yes and you must have had thoughts in your head no well no. I mean okay well of course yeah like I didn't see yeah, backstage and go don't think of anything yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> But what I found was, okay, there was two things, and I think you'll understand this. The first thing was I didn't want there to be any tricks because I'm not trying to develop an improv show. I'm yeah. trying to develop material for my yes. stand-up show. So, it's, yes. Right? So, so if, if you're talking to the like, – if you're so trying to get stuff from the yeah, – I was yeah. using the audience. Yeah. But I there wasn't really that much value in like me getting to know Kevin and doing a whole routine about Kevin. Yeah. What I would try to yeah. do is, uh, you know, uh, you guys are here together. How did you meet? Internet day. Go into a thing about my opinions about the attitudes to internet dating, I and mean, it become a yeah. like routine off the back of it yeah. that I would then just go off and do my own sort of thing on. That was yeah. the thing that I had. Yeah, I didn't listen to the shows back because I didn't want to get any of the ideas from the night before in my head, that, so they would come uh, up again yeah, 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 the yeah, next yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other thing I did was I just during the days didn't think about it at all. But I read, I watched movies, I did things, yeah. and I just found, like for example, one night. I've Sounds got like whole, an awesome way to do comedy, to be right. honest. <laughs> yeah. I've got a whole bit, and I, I'm sure if if I could say, if if you said to me, out of those eight shows, out of that eight hours of stuff, do you have one thing that you think is going to definitely be in the show that is bankable? I it was my dog's birthday. 
Okay. And I started talking about the fact that it was my dog's birthday and it became a reflection on the fact that we were celebrating something that the dog doesn't understand and wasn't really enjoying because we were making her wear a collar that she hadn't didn't like because it was yeah. looking good. And then it became an idea that I'd spent all this money to torture the dog where I could have spent it on like starving children, which became this thing about maybe I should have got the dog to sponsor the children. <laughs> right. And I was like, is yeah. that worse or better? Yeah. So then it became a deconstruction of the idea of like a dog sponsoring a child in a village. And it like yep. but Anyway, it was like, it's a thing that I like to do is it's a routine where it starts one place, then it twists around completely and undercuts it, then it twists around completely again. Yes. Because I'm very interested in like gray areas in comedy now. Yeah. So I like to talk about something and then tell you all the reasons I'm wrong about, you know, what I just yeah. said. Yeah. And I had not thought about that at all. It literally was just me going, we celebrated my dog's birthday today and then just walking my way you know logically through the story on stage yeah and you know because every time you realize oh fuck i could have done this or is that worse is that better you know like yeah. it just it tumbled out you know so that's the stuff you know that core stuff so but anyway how's this so i did it differently every night the girls from gruen the researchers from gruen we have three uh female researchers on the show they're the ones who research the entire show they're all brilliant uh, they all come and see my stand-up show every year, right? And yeah. I would like to say that they enjoy coming to see it. They seem yeah. to, like, they always make a night of it. Yeah. They love coming along to see it, right? Then. So they bought tickets to come along and see the improv show. Normally I flick them tickets to the yeah. tour, but out of the blue without me, because I wouldn't have asked them to come and see the improv right. show. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. They yeah. bought tickets, they made a night of it, right? So they've told me on the Friday at the meeting, oh, we're coming to see your show tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get into Monday on the meeting. It was. I thought, to be honest, the Friday was pro- the night they came was probably the best out of the eight shows, right? Right. Yeah. Nothing, and I'm like, I'm kind of walking in like with a little bit of like, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't like that. Like, I, this is not a good thing about me. Like, I'm admitting something here that I shouldn't really admit. <laughs> but I had known. I was like, I thought that they might give me a bit of. That was brilliant. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've been there. Like, and I wouldn't yeah. have made a big deal about it, yeah. but on the rare occasion where you're like, you know, yeah, I was like, here we go, like, you know, yeah, nothing. So I got nothing, like nothing from any of them. Anyway, it was our last week on the show, and I didn't want to like bring it up because I thought it'd be weird or awkward or whatever. So we had our rap party that week on the <laughs> Wednesday, and I'm talking to John, who's the other EP of the show, and uh, he's like, uh, so the girls enjoyed the show, and I'm like, did they? <laughs> Because they fucking haven't said anything. Like, they've not said, like, did they enjoy it or not? Did they fucking enjoy it? It is uh, it's bizarre when you know that there are people, and maybe you've organised tickets for, that are coming to the show, friends or acquaintances, and they do not give you the feedback. Right. So, here's, here's where right. it gets worse. Well, worse or better or I'm not sure. Yeah. Here's how it, where, it, where it went. He said they didn't want to tell you what they thought. And now I'm, now I'm in my head just doubting. Oh like I'm having one of those moments where I'm doubting the whole process. Like I'm just like, because I think it's been going great. Mm. And then like, we didn't want to tell you what, oh God, was it, did I say something? You know, sometimes when you're riffing, like shit comes out that isn't, you know, necessarily. Yeah. And they said, oh no, no, no. It, they enjoyed it more than your regular show. And they <laughs> thought if we, they told you that, you would be really offended by that. And in my head, I was like, they were right. <laughs> I am really offended by that. That is bad for my business model. I don't want think people thinking they could come along to the $15 show and suddenly they're like, fuck the $50 show. I don't want this to be better. Yeah. I just want... Yeah, yeah. You know how hard I fucking work on those shows? Yeah, that's right. That's my bread and butter. I just made this shit up at the top of my head. <laughs> 
Uh, we have to finish this up, but I wish. Uh, hopefully, we can check in. Quickly, on posters. But there's a okay. poster. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about posters. Yeah. What's, your, what's your poster? So James Fosdyke is designing it. Of again. course, yes. So Foz did. Um, he's he's so great. He's doing the t-shirts for for Tofop now, but he uh, obviously did all my Tofop art, and he did my poster last year, the Goodwill one that people would have seen with all the wills. And yes. The, which you still you still see around a lot, um, and he does uh, the Hellier Christmas cards and um, Hellier portraits that adorn our our hallway at home. Oh, he see? did some really cool. I got him some photos, and he did some really cool. You know, we 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 worked on it together, but obviously he did the the, the art. Yeah. I just gave him some clues as to what you know. So he did some very very cool well, uh, pictures of my kids. It's funny that you say that. So again, my attitude is very much like I just want everything about the show to be interesting and great. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my thing is like, yeah. you know, I want people to in, be able to enjoy the poster even yeah. if they don't see the show. You know, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. you know, and but I also love the idea that James is so talented and I like the idea of being able to work with someone every year. Yeah. But also, once, once I just tell him vaguely what I'm thinking of and then I leave the rest to him and he... You know, he gets to put his creativity into yeah, it right. and come up with his things. He was the one who came up with all the the wheels last time. He's yeah. the one who put Adam Hills in there and put Batman in there and oh, had yeah, the cats yeah. in there. I didn't think of any of that. Yeah. So this year, and uh, this is something that we launched today, so it's going to have um, it's kind of like some uh, – because it's kind of playing on the Illuminati sort of thing and it's going to have some sort of followers in the, you know, in the thing as well as what right. where I'm surrounded by. Yeah. Uh, and they're all going to have my haircut. So it's like a whole bunch of people, different faces, but they're all going to have my haircut, right? <laughs> but to take that a step further, we've fan-sourced that. So today on Twitter, I put it out there and said, yeah, do you want to be in my poster? And so people sent James, like they had to tag him and like send them a picture and he will draw like actual fans of mine oh, as the people brilliant. on the poster. So people will be able to kind of like, you know, I mean, it's not like everyone wants to do that, but there's a certain no. fan or a certain type of a person who's like, fuck yeah, I'd love to be. Yeah, it's a comedy version, going back to sport. I've occasionally, the AFL, I'm sure the NRL do it as well, where they'll have Guernseys where you can, if you pay, uh, oh, yeah. you, know, you, you can have your name finally printed on the jumper. Yeah. Uh, and that's the game jumper. And, so you know, what you're saying is I should have should have paid. You should have, they should have paid. I should have <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be on my poster? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, that's much more interesting than my poster. <laughs> What, what is your post? My like, post you go funny. I go funny. Well, I, I realise I like. I realised a few years ago that everybody was trying to be um, serious. Uh, serious and rock stars. So yeah. I thought, why not for a comedy show? Like do it, do staring it. in the mirrors. Well, Hamo was, was the one who pointed it out to me. I think he had a conversation with Sam Simmons and uh, Gleason about about you know, pointing out that, that everyone was had these serious posters. Oh well, Sam actually doesn't particularly have a serious poster at all. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I, and I try to marry up that idea that I do a little bit of retro stuff uh, because and, and the stuff from about the time that I grew up and then. Looking forward because I, 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 how I'm trying to raise my kids and is all about looking forward and then and now and, and all that. So, whatevs for evs, for example, is is um you know trying to be you know being down with the kids. Snazzy was a term for my childhood, uh, and that was a debutante ball kind of picture. This one is actually just so it's trying to you know it's me, <laughs> it's me, it's just really, it's me with an afro blonde afro wig, um maybe with or without sunglasses. We did some both. We had, we had the photos only. Two days ago, and um, and uh, just you know, like one of those Michael Jackson style jackets. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just really. But the ones I like the most is when I'm kind of because we haven't, I haven't chosen which photo we're going to go with. Yeah. is when I'm like kind of like slightly looking off, off camera, like I'm not right. sure. Like this is the best one we got. 
kind or, of thing. Yeah. Or also that just a kind of idea of like, I, I know that I'm clearly dressed up for this and have posed for <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. But it's also like they just caught me by surprise. Yeah, yeah, like, and I'm a little bit embarrassed about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. It's like, you know, I'm, I know this is not the, the high point of my career, but I, you know, I, I agreed to do it and then we were going to discuss it afterwards, but the poster got leaked and, yeah, that's, that, that's the kind of what is kind of in the back of my head, you know. Yeah. Just, in the end, it's just a fucking funny poster, but that's, um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. All right, Pete, we have to go and do a show, so I, we have to need, we have to stop talking, but yes. it was great to talk to you. Thank you for being part of this, and uh, we'll, I look forward to checking back in and seeing where you're up to Let's in chat again. your show. Good luck with yours. Oh, there's no intro because I don't know where it'll go. In yeah, the yeah. thing, so but I'm here with James Fosdyke, <laughs> who uh, is the uh, designer and uh, illustrator and uh, of my poster. How, is that how? How would you describe you of my poster? What do you, the creator of my poster? Yeah, I'm I'm an illustrator and I illustrated your poster. Yeah, but you kind of designed yeah. it as well. I mean, well, when you, I yeah. say designed, I mean I didn't put words on it. No, yeah, yeah. but you like I mean, well, let's. Talk, I guess this is why we're here to talk yeah, about yeah. this. So <laughs> you did my poster last year for yeah. last year's show for Goodwill, mm-hmm. and then so when it came around, and well, it, it was fantastic, and everybody mm-hmm. loved it. It was like you know, it was really iconic. Uh, yeah, they actually wrote a newspaper article about my poster, they did, didn't they? And you had to burst out of it, right? <laughs> Like a football banner. Yeah. Did you ever imagine when you were drawing that, at some stage you would see me bursting through it no. like a football banner? <laughs> I didn't. Like it was confronting to me to walk into the that day when they yeah, had yeah. like it was the entire wall and all these yeah. like posters of myself that I had to burst through. <laughs> and How then, many of course, bursts did you have to do? Uh, no, they only had two. So yeah. we had one where I because they wanted to do kind of a live action proper burst. Yeah, yeah. And then they had one that where we could kind of peel apart and just like fake the burst. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> And then, of course, we had a massive backdrop because we were at the Princess Theatre, so we were mm. using it also as the backdrop to the oh, show. I really wanted to, to the go show. and have a look, but yeah, it didn't get the It chance. was out the front of the Princess Theatre. It, it yeah. became kind of part of a very iconic Melbourne, if people know, as they call it, the Paris end of Melbourne, but that yeah, yeah, top yeah. end where Parliament House is and stuff, yep. that Spring Street end, it's got some beautiful old theatres and what's on at the Princess, they always have the big boards up the top and it yeah. becomes part of the entry to the Melbourne city landscape. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. cool. It was great, yeah. like because for me, my little treat is going out, and you know, it's it's been the same even when I was doing posters for Adelaide bands. But you know, going around and seeing it on the walls is is just a special treat for me. And, right. and then, but doing it for you, obviously, it, it's just skyrocketed. And when I was just walking around Adelaide, going, "Holy shit, that's my poster for Will." That's that's making me very happy. Right. Well, and, 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 and then the fringe ends. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, that was good. And then this this burst of Melbourne activity happened, and I was just like, oh my god. Well, this when, is wicked. when it's on a tram, it's always yeah. exciting, right? Yeah. Hamo sent me the photo. Of that. <laughs> like, he's just like, check this shit out. Was, oh, fuck. It's awesome. Yeah. It's really. So cool. when we came around to this year, I mm. said to you, I mean, the only thing I really said to you was that I wanted this show to sort of be bigger and better than anything that I've done before, and yeah. my attitude was, I wanted that on. On every level of what I was doing, like yeah, I yeah. wanted to bring like a new level of everything about the show yeah. is going up a level, and yeah. and so and <laughs> then that's, can we not do that next year? Right? <laughs> oh no, we'll go back the other way. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep it really simple. <laughs> well, it's not an arms race. We can't. Yeah, yeah. We can't keep getting bigger and no, bigger and bigger. No. <laughs> <laughs> but this was pretty big. So t- look, yeah. I want to talk people through the process because I think people would be interested in how much input I have, like yeah. where you go with it. So from yeah. your point of view, like mm. how – because you're the person who's 
because I can talk about how much input I think I have into it, which is not very much, really. Well, um, sort of. You have input but, that you don't realise right. you have. I, so I'd like to know from your point of view how you go about it. Like from, from that moment where we decide we're doing a new poster, how, yeah, how, yeah. Do, how do you start working? Well, in a way, I'm working at it in my head all through the year, right. in, a, in a way, because I'm listening to your podcast and it's kind of like... Yeah, it's something I enjoy doing and everything, but it's also because you get me to do your posters. I, I try and just sort of pick up on things that you're talking about, aspects of your personality, things like that, and just try and put those in my head and keep them there for when it comes time to do your poster. And so, yeah, I, and I'll, I'll have these things going around in my head until you come up with a title and then... You know, you told me it was going to be called Illuminati, and then I think you changed your mind at one point. I did. There was a moment <laughs> where I was like, I'm not sure. I think yeah, I might yeah, have yeah. pulled the trigger on that too quickly. I was like, oh, all that lost thought. But, you know, I was fascinated. Well, that, that, would have, that would have been next year anyway. Yeah, if it hadn't yeah. been this year. Yeah. But at one stage, I was toying with because I was reading this great book uh, about free will. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I was like, I could do a show about free will and the yeah, whole yeah. concept of free will. It was like, and then I was like, I don't want to do a show that's called Free Will. Yeah, yeah. Because people are going to get the wrong idea i know and i'd draw this massive orca jumping over the top <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i told you it was going to be called illuminati yeah, so yeah yeah so what happens next um well in my head originally like you know you know i've got all the will stuff in but i was just like all right illuminati illuminati i'll, I'll sort of start thinking about that kind of stuff and you know go to google and, and research all that and i found this really interesting thing i think i sent it to you about this I can't remember the precise name of this demon or this god that the Illuminati is supposed to be a part of, but it's all like this mixed kind of god. Like it's it's like Satan and God at the same time, and it's like got an angel's wing and a devil's wing and male and female parts and all that kind of thing. And that's where it's sort of the idea for your figure kind of sprang to mind. So I was kind of thinking... I'd have these different things that were in conflict or that you were trying to keep in balance in your life. But to, to well, a comedic and, extent. And, but yeah, but also, funny. I mean, but your execution of it, and again, for people, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming anyone who's listening to this has seen the poster. Yeah. And, you know, I'll post it all and make sure. It will probably be uh, the cover art of this oh, <laughs> this sweet. podcast, I yeah, imagine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and this DVD that I'm working towards. So yeah. people will be able to see it, of course. But... Um, Weirdly enough, yours yours is a comic execution of that idea. Mm. But strangely, because when I told you what the show was going to be called, I mm. didn't really know what was going to be in the show. Yeah, yeah. Strangely enough, so much of the show is about that idea. Yeah. You know, it, it toys with that idea of, you know, meaning and belief and like yeah. is it this way or is it that way and, mm. and what's right and what's wrong. And Yeah, yeah. Well, this is my opinion and I could be wrong, you know, or I'm right. probably wrong. That kind of stuff and then – you know, I'm I'm quite proud of the cake and the cake. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, funnily enough, this yeah. is, this show is the first time I have ever tried to specifically write a piece of material for the poster. Yeah, right. Like, and right up until when I first started doing this show in Adelaide, yeah. I had a bit at the end of the show about cake. Yeah. Like, I, I tell the story at the end of the show, and, well, maybe I'm still telling this story at the end of the yeah, show. Yeah. We're recording this. I'm only a week and a half into the show at this stage. I've done 10 of them so far. So at this stage, I'm finishing the show with a story about uh, when I nearly died last year. And that, yeah, yeah. that used to have um, 
that used to have in it a story about like my love of cake was within that story. Yeah, yeah. And it, it didn't it hasn't made like the the cut here in Adelaide. But I was like, I fucking wrote that <laughs> just so like the poster would be. <laughs> it's like I'm writing to the poster. That's now. great. Like, that's yeah. that's all I can ask yeah. for, really. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I assume that there is actually recordings of that. So th- that'll be part of you know oh, what cool. I've recorded and put through. So I'll make sure yep. when we talk about this, I'll. If I haven't got a cake bit into the show by then, you'll be able to hear my rejected cake bits. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like, yeah, and there was different aspects to your poster because I think the first thing I actually came up with ideas-wise, because in the past I've given you a few ideas, That's like right. a few things to choose from, but this this time I think, I don't know if I was more pressed for time or if I was just very confident in that idea, but I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a good idea and, and stuff, but I thought, you know behind it needed a bit of work and a bit of thought because I think I originally was going to draw sort of like cloaked apostles which would have involved people that had been on your podcast so it was a very in kind of poster yeah. in terms of who was on the podcast and it was more about it tofop than anything and I just thought I wanted to, to step away from right. that and for it to be more of a Will Anderson type thing so yeah, I I just had well let's keep that kind of balanced thing going and I had the idea of the street, you know, having, you know, half America and half Australia. And then I think I asked you what your favorite places were to perform there and and you said the improv and um and the Emmore. And so yeah, I was just hunting down for reference of those streets and stuff, and then I just realised, oh, fucking Google Street View. Right. <laughs> I think I was hunting for days before I was just like, oh, Google Street View. Well, I'll give people an insight too, because I think for, in some ways that's my favourite part of the entire poster. Yeah, it's yeah, it's right. probably not something that everybody else sees, yeah. but for me it sums up so much where I am at mm. in my life, you know, torn yeah. between those two places, but happily mm. torn yeah. between those two like, places you know, at the same it's time. The, it's the balance, isn't it? Right. So. And I have, you sent me th- that background, mm. yeah, without any of the other stuff in it. So it's yeah. just the street in Sydney and the street in <laughs> LA joined up. And that's my uh, screensaver on my computer. Like yeah, I just, yeah. oh, I nice. look at that every day because it kind of is like, yeah. yeah, that's right. This is the best of both worlds kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And so that's one of my actual, my favorite aspects of, of, uh, cool. of the poster. Yeah. Because the technical aspects. Although, by the way, they've gone and changed since you did that poster. Yeah. They've painted the wall at the improv and changed the picture. Oh, on the really? wall. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> no, it's good. It makes it a collector's yeah, yeah. item. Because they had the last of the old school. They're pretty uh, dodgy portraits on. Oh, the on new the ones wall. are dodgy too. That's yeah? in the tribute of the old dodgy ones. Yeah. They've got new dodgy ones. So they've got different comedians now. Yeah. Because like, you know, I yeah. wanted you to be able to tell that that was Robin Williams, right? Jaylen. I didn't know a couple of the other guys, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was just sort of like you know, you go so far in so close in with the details just like is anyone gonna even notice this or am i just completely wasting my time well i mean and there is an element of that i guess mm. you know is that idea of going how much i mean i don't hopefully for this poster mm. and this um tour uh that you know People are interested in it. And yeah. I'd like people to be interested in it. I mm. like people to – I mean, well, we haven't even got to the other great yeah, bit yeah, about yeah. the poster where you've <laughs> really – because there's a bunch of in-jokes. And and, the, and this is the thing with the in-jokes is that you don't run them by me. In fact, sometimes <laughs> I don't get them all. Like sometimes you there's have to point out to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should have a poster here so I can right. put some stuff And just go through, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
But, but, um, but there's, so there's bunches of in-jokes, which is fantastic. Mm. But the, as you said, you were going to have all the people in like hoods and stuff behind. And then yeah. one day you've just messaged me out of the blue with, <laughs> well, at the time, a bit of inspiration, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was sort of like having, having this crowd of people all with your hairstyle, all with offerings of finger foods and cake and stuff like that. You know, and then I just thought, oh, this is a really good opportunity to draw all my friends and put them in Will's poster. And then I just thought, no, I would, I would get a lot of shit for that. <laughs> and then so I just thought, what about putting like putting it out there for your followers and making it a real community kind of thing? Because getting getting your followers to sort of send me pics of their faces and stuff, and that way I don't have to find all these photos of my friends and stuff. But also, you've got. Yeah, you've got all your fans who were there at the day that I put it out there because you've had a lot of people going, oh, I wanted to do that. And it was just like, yeah, there was like a two-hour window, I reckon. Right. Because I think I said to you, and I do this all the time, but I was just like, I'll draw 20 to 30. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get all these photos and, and I, I don't... And we didn't explain it too much because that's how I wanted to weed people out. Right. Like, if they got the angle wrong, if they were goofing it up, like, you know, I didn't want their... I didn't want their faces to sort of draw attention. I wanted them all to be like serious faces and stuff like that. Um, and that way I could cut out people that had the angles wrong or had hair over their face that I couldn't sort of distinguish where their face structure was or that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I still ended up with like hundreds. Right. <laughs> so it was just sort of like... Oh fuck! And I don't, I don't want to judge people on any kind of their appearance or something like that. Right. I think one person gave me shit. Like <laughs> one, one person said because I said it's got to be a serious expression. They're like, "Oh, picky." Like, well, you're out. Well, you're in. Not in. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are picky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, because it still involved quite a bit of work in putting your hair on them you know like, well it can yeah. and yeah this whole thing like i mean you basically just gave yourself a lot more work but i like <laughs> i loved it as an idea because yeah. to me the whole idea was like giving people the opportunity if they wanted yeah. Yeah. like to be worked on like a it was really cool because like mm. you said building a community yeah. there's only a certain amount of people who want their face on the poster but yeah, there's yeah. a certain amount of people who like think that's a really fun and cool thing to do yeah so why not include them why not make and, them part of it then they know your work then they're more interested in it, then at mm. least they're looking at all the detail yeah, in the exactly. poster if no one else um it yeah it, it it went off like it was it was really cool like i've had but it I, also works for me on like both like a micro and a macro level which yeah. is again this is exactly what we're talking about like i'm talking about in the show yeah. which is this idea of that believing in something can be a really positive thing and there yeah. should be no natural suspicion to like groups enjoying something together or no. even being into it something if it's positive yeah it's only when the thing becomes terrible that you know that's a problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was... so it's only when I start, you know, making those people actually do stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I start making them have those haircuts yeah. and bring me stuff. I pictured at the, <laughs> at the best case scenario, people dressing up and and dyeing their hair like right. like you and coming along to the show. That, I mean, that's yeah. That hasn't happened yet. Hasn't though, happened has yet. No. no. 
Well, hopefully, let's put this out. I've there. had some people in some uh, some t-shirts though. You've sold a yeah. couple of because I haven't even told people the t-shirts were available yet. Because yeah. well, when we're talking, because I felt like flogging the merch before I'd finished the show it was <laughs> <laughs> probably not a great look. But it's, a, it's a it's a good idea, I think, and I think it's like because I've got so many will things like on file that it's just sort of like, well, people want them, right? You know, and you've been gracious enough to go go for it, like sell them and stuff. So yeah, it's been really good. But you know, I remember drawing those faces, and you know, because I'm just sitting there for hours and hours. I think it was three weeks of drawing your poster before I even started on you. Yeah, right. Like it was just all these, like all these heads of just <laughs> all your fans and stuff, and and just going through my head, like people just giving me shit over and over again, just going, that doesn't look like me, or. Oh, thanks for capturing my good side and all that. So you just you think about all this abuse you're copying. I haven't copped anything. Everyone's been awesome, you know, <laughs> except for my sister-in-law. She hasn't mentioned anything. I don't think she's too happy with her uh, her likeness. But whatever. that's interesting. It's good yeah. because it's funny to see also how much your face changes when you put my hair. On yeah, them. yeah. So some people you're like, because I know who's in there, and sometimes yeah, yeah. I find it really hard to spot people. And they go, oh yeah, wow, they look really different with my yeah. haircut. And also, I put a put in a few people that um, that I've already drawn. Like I think I whack Charlie in, yep. and I whack Hamo in. Yeah. I think uh, who else is in there? Oh shit. Yeah, like I think yeah, Tommy Dasselow is even right up the back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just putting it in there so you can just go. Oh, shit, is that is that him? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, Tommy with his rosy cheeks. So. Well, that's uh, the people never caught up on it because the last year's poster was all my, like it was a big mm. wall of my faces, but the one right up the back was uh, Adam Hills in the yeah, corner, yeah, yeah. which was, which which was a fun one as well. So, mm. um, you the, so then you you drawn all these people, you yeah. kind of included them in it, then you have to kind of how does it work from there you, you know where the image is going to be you know what you're going to do yeah pretty much like i've sort of mapped it out and i wanted that street to be really wide so a lot of people could fit on it and and that kind of stuff because i couldn't i couldn't do like i did with yours last year which was like a lot of replication so right. i think you know again it was something where i was like i'll draw five or six wheels with that last goodwill poster and i ended up drawing 35 or something right. like that where it's just like oh fuck. But it, it, the post is better for it. I think yeah. originally with the Goodwill one, you wanted your uh, like a, a big head. Okay, so that's a good a yeah. So that's a yeah. good example of like. So mm. we had a completely different. In fact, right. Yeah. Until almost before it was going to go to print. Yeah. And it was like one of those things of taking something out, which was a big thing. <laughs> like a big thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a big thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's what became the poster. Yeah. So I mean. So I've got, got this, I got this lovely wheel portrait of you in a bow tie that no right. one's ever seen, I don't think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will sell that one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> we can just put that on a T-shirt. Yeah, that'll, yeah. that'll go beautifully straight on a T-shirt. <laughs> no, it was, it was good because, um, yeah, I think, because the year before, I think that was when I first um, we first got in touch, and after I did the TOEFOP art for your podcast, yeah. and um, there was something. I think there was a bit of confusion whether I was going to draw the the Willarius poster or or not. But I've always had this thing where I think 
um, especially management and stuff like that, might have an aversion to draw, drawn posters? Well, they do. In fact, I'll tell you what happened yeah, like, yeah. because, you know, we can talk about yeah. it now. But the first year we did, you drew me something that we mm. were going to, well, that I wanted to use as a poster yeah, yeah. and just couldn't win the argument. Yeah, yeah. And then so the second year... I decided in my usual fucking style, which is if I can't win the argument, I'll just fucking do what I want to do and pay for it myself. <laughs> and like, then they can't do anything about cool, it. So cool. the second year I just decided. So normally, so this year, yeah, your, yeah. this year your fee for the uh, poster comes out of the budget for my show. Yeah, right. But last year, the fee for your poster, I pay for out of my own pocket. That's fucking awesome. Because man. I was just like, I knew that it would work. Yeah, yeah. And like, no one... I mean, we had a fucking newspaper article about a poster. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. became a story of its own. Yeah. I had 100% faith. <laughs> yeah, But exactly. I just did... I was like, you know what? It's easier to fucking pay for it myself yeah. and just present it than, like, can talk them around to making it, you know, work. And so then, but then, so this is, year it wasn't an issue. Yeah, so but it's all it's about fun. the likeness and stuff as well, you know, because they're... That's something I'm quite skilled at is is capturing that likeness. Right. And it's it's sort of um, it's frustrating in a way because I know that a lot of, of people's management would be just picturing comic art as, you know, Spider-Man or yep. whatever and thinking, oh, that's not going to work. Yeah. But it's like if I can nail that likeness so well, that that will work, you know. Like you can have a drawn poster all the time. Like Oh, I, I mean, um, and, and the thing is that I like the idea of adding like – you, as you said, and as we're talking about here, mm. the, the poster from this show is something that people, you know, can own. Yeah. They, like they could they could put it on their wall and enjoy it, yeah. and they can enjoy it as another aspect of the show. Mm. Whereas if it's just a normal poster, but the other thing yeah. is, like, I mean, you're good at what you do, and that's why you're doing so many of them. Mm. Like I've seen, I think now because of like the stuff you've been doing, you're yeah. seeing a lot of other people going back into using like, you know, comic like guys to do their posters and yeah, some right. of them are terrible. <laughs> like some of them are terrible. <laughs> like so nice. like anything it's probably just to be about, you know, g- good. But I think that you also rather than getting someone to job it, yeah, yeah. most of the people you're drawing for, like you said, you're listening to their podcasts or mm. you you understand a bit about them yeah. and what their sense of humor is. Yeah. Did you think this is interesting to me? Because yeah, I've yeah. just been waiting because this was one of those things that I was happy to defend. Yeah, yeah. But it never even came up. You know, like okay. when you think here comes the uh, here comes the one that someone will be like, you know, we're happy with everything apart from this. Yeah, yeah. Did you think that there would be any shit about the fact that I'm smoking a joint on the poster? <laughs> I was hoping they would think it was a pen or something like that. But I don't know if anyone has I, I checked ex- closely enough to yeah, fucking yeah. know. Like I, I did expect that to get cut, you know. But I also think that's a kind of a subtle slash kind of hardcore-ish thing to put on the post. Like, right. So it's just not a cool image. It's got that cheekiness to it. Yeah. Like because you know you're not you're not like hey kids go do drugs but you're not no. like you're not denying that you enjoy pot like right. you know so I just I think that that's a, a valid thing yeah I, I was like I'm no, no I loved it yeah yeah and I mean it is me yeah like I mean that's what I'm like and I'm very like I mean fuck man like mm. I have done comedy in places where it's legal to buy it as an adult <sighs> I live Jealous. in a place where it's legal to <laughs> yeah get it medicinally yeah yeah I'm not gonna fucking pretend that it's like. 
Yeah. Just because I'm like, you know, it's mm. ridiculous that it's not legal, at least medicinally here. Yeah, like, I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was ready to defend it, yeah. but I've never had to. Sweet. Not had one. Yeah, and I haven't had any offence giving me shit for their likenesses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been all right. So we clearly. Or their fashion choices. Right. Because I had to dress them all too. Oh, know? of like, course. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I didn't even think yeah, about that. And especially the women, like, because I was, I was kind of. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a shorts and t-shirt guy. Right. So, but my, I, I guess my dad did a, does own a menswear store, so it's sort of like guys' fashion I can kind of get across, but girls' fashion is is much more individual than than guys. I think, uh-huh. like, yeah, you know, of course, yeah, um, no, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. And so... I mean, it's the classic. I mean, look at the Oscars or anything like that. Yeah. Men all just wear the same thing. Yeah, so I was Some trying... Some version of the same yeah, thing. I was trying to find sort of references to, to sort of... So it just didn't look stupid. And I, th- I think I did okay, but... I uh, know, oh, it looks great, yeah, I yeah. think, yeah. But, I didn't, but even, just, I, I didn't even think about the fact that you had to dress yeah. them well as well. Oh, and the other aspect to it too was how big I had to draw it. Like, because right. my computer was just breaking down almost every day. Oh, interesting. Because of how big... The I've got an old computer pretty much too, but like because of how massive the image had to be, because I don't think I really concentrated on that with goodwill. Like I still made it pretty big, yeah, but I don't know exactly how big it needs to be. So I just made this one completely massive. Well, I think that, yeah. Right. I mean, and the bigger the better, really, because yeah. it shines when – because what they have is the big rock posters and the big – and mm. that's when it looks – amazing you know and that's when you want it to look amazing you don't want it to kind of bleed out at that size you know if you lose some of the detail when it goes little like i don't think it's necessarily a brilliant poster for that the you know the small size cafe just because there is so much detail in it Mm. once you put words and stuff on top of it yeah yeah but fuck that yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to be a good poster for the one for the that's going to blur into the other fucking 50 posters? Yeah, exactly. You want to be a good poster when it's out by itself standing yeah. out there. That's when you want it to... Well, that's that's something you know. I'm, I, I kind of think about as well is that the artwork that I do, I, I really like like that the walls you gallery. Yeah. That you can... And I, and that's the way I view poster art is, is that that's your gallery. The outside world is your gallery. So you, you can sort of... And that's why I see shit posters, and it really pisses me off. That because you could could make something beautiful if there's something someone to look at. You right. Know what I mean, like, I I love like. I mean, because it's got to be up there anyway. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I love, like, I was walking through the garden the other night, and I saw your wall of posters, and then I saw like where people had tried to pick them off to steal them, like, and they couldn't <laughs> because it's all glued on. So, and it's just like, oh, that's great because you tried to steal it, but you know. But I've been able to see that, and it's just. Yeah, I and that and that's the kind of arty aspect to it, I guess. Like that, I like to sort of brighten up the streets with with this artwork. No, but I, I absolutely one hundred percent agree with you. Mm. If people are going to have to see my advertising in every cafe they go to for yeah. a month, if they're going to have to walk by it, if they're going to have to see it on a tram, yeah. then it might as well be something that is at least you know pleasant to look at yeah. and is fun and mm. adds to it. You know. Yeah. Well, I start when I started um, my career. I I started in animation. And it was like I was drawing this really shit cartoon. It was a pilot for an American kids show called Scooter McDougal. Oh, yeah. It was about a kid with a scooter that could talk. But it was something to do with Zeus and all the Greek gods. Oh, but God. it was so shit. I and mean, just, well, from what you've told me, it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I can't it's, believe it was shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I remember just spending like two days drawing this scene of 
I think Aphrodite being serenaded by mariachi players. Right. And the joke itself, I can't even remember it, but it was, I remember it was so shit, you know, and I've spent two full days like drawing this scene. It's on for a fraction of a second. Right. And it's shit at the end of it. And so all I've got is this really dirty feeling that I've wasted all this time. And then after I did that job, it's just like, I never want to do animation again. Like, because it's, it's so frustrating, right. <laughs> especially if you're working on something shit. And poster art's my thing, like because that's something. Well, posters and comics as well, because you can spend as much time as you want to looking at what the detail is in in it, you know. Like, and you don't have to sort of put up with anyone else's shit. That's in really interesting to me. So, how yeah. long would it take you to do, like, uh, you know, hours wise? How long does it take to do, say, my poster for the your poster yeah. is the most detailed thing i've ever drawn oh is that right yeah interesting so it took pretty much two solid months and that's that's two solid months of um almost pretty much seven days a week um working from nine until seven is that right yeah fuck (laughs) we didn't pay you enough Well, that's and, but I like to treat it like like you treat your comedy, yeah. you know, like because I remember you you saying, you know, if you you that the quality has to be there. I remember last year with Goodwill, I think you were frustrated at the start because you weren't you felt like you weren't entertaining people enough. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I've spoken about that before, so I'm happy to talk about that. But that yeah, is yeah. exactly what it is. Like, yeah, I uh, I had a real thing with this year's show mm. uh, where. Because I wanted to come to Adelaide and still be working on the show because the most yep. healthy thing for me to be doing for the rest of the tour mm. is to have a show that is still growing, that I can still work on. Yeah, yeah. But I needed to – like what I didn't do last year when I landed in Adelaide was land with a show that I felt was of a quality that people – if they were just coming out for their one night to see me for that year yeah, yeah. or any year, was yeah. just a great night out. Mm. And this year I'm really happy because I think I landed with the perfect combination of I still feel like I'm working on the show every night. I still yeah. feel like I haven't nailed what it's going to be forever. But I've loved mm. – I've literally enjoyed every single show I've done in Adelaide this year and I'm not sure I can say that previously. Yeah. And that's about me going, well, I know I'm delivering what they paid their money for. Because I've yeah. got to – I think about it sometimes is that idea of like these are, these are just ordinary people – who, like, have spent a substantial amount of money, like, you know, Mm. 40 bucks, and they've had to park, and they have to pay, like, you know, $9 for a drink in the fucking gardens. And, you know, it's a night out. They at least should just get, you know, an hour of really fucking funny entertainment. And I did feel like last year that, you know, for whatever reason, for for a bunch of good reasons, but a show that, like, you know, ended up being, you know, a really good show, it did not start where I wanted it That's for you, and you have your standards and stuff. But when we went and saw Goodwill, we fucking pissed ourselves laughing, like... You know, it was it was awesome for us, but uh, you know, but I take those aspects over to to my artwork as well. Like, yeah. you know, I had such a good reaction to Goodwill, like to the poster I did for that, and it's just sort of like, well, I want to kick everyone's ass with this next poster. Yeah. Like, and for me, Goodwill was the best I could do at that time, and then Illuminati is is the best I could do at that time, and and sometimes that just means yeah, sitting on your ass for two months. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I'm so scared about the next one. <laughs> like, I should start now. <laughs> no, we need. A, we just need a brilliant, simple idea for know, next time. I know. That's like I think we need really to like strip it back. Yeah, to strip some it back, man. Core, 
Because in a way, I think your poster still would have worked just with you on it, like right. just with your figure on it. But uh, The interesting thing about this poster is it could have worked. I think there's like so many elements that could have mm. worked. Like you could, it could almost work without me on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you way. know, the idea with all those people in my haircut. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, with the background. Yeah. Almost like just as if they're bringing, like I'm and out even, of the poster, the but they're background. coming towards me. Yeah. Right. Like to give you an idea how ridiculous the detail got, I drew last year's poster on a billboard at the Enmore. So I've redrawn Goodwill poster. <laughs> like, Is that right? Kind, yeah, as a miniature kind of thing on a, on a billboard at the Enmore. Because it's, you know, because for me, your show was about what's happened during the year. And yeah. Goodwill was a part of that. So it was just like, all right, I'll draw this. Like, and you just, I'm shaking my head while I'm drawing it. <laughs> it's just like, what am I fucking doing? I could just pop it in in Photoshop and right. be done with it, but it's just sort of like, no, I want it to be. I want it to be as perfect as I can make it. Yeah, you know, right. Wow. And as good as I can make it. And I didn't want to. I didn't want to make too many shortcuts, you know, because there yep. was a thing. If people look closely with the crowd, I think I drew probably thirty or forty bodies as opposed to a hundred. Uh-huh. And then I made, but I still made it like extremely difficult for myself, where it's just sort of like I made. I made the clothes able to change colour and I could put different T-shirts. So a lot, yeah. a, lot, a lot of the T-shirts people are wearing you can purchase at my Redbubble store. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, if, if Lindsay of... wants that mohawk mandrel that he's wearing, you know, right. Lindsay, go to, go yeah, to Redbubble. Yeah, you can actually get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can dress like the poster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lindsay's got the most close hair to my actual hair, so he, he could does, really. He does. Lindsay's probably the best bit of recreating the post look in yeah, real yeah. life. Well, he he requested that I give him, you know, just his figure on its own. So I don't know if you if he's shown you, but I just I put everyone I deleted everyone from the crowd and just left just Lindsay left there. Him there. <laughs> put Lindsay Webb as seen on Will's poster. <laughs> And he's got the tray of cookies. Oh, because, gold. You know, More for, yes. Uh, People will know that if they've heard <laughs> that episode. Yeah, so that's that's another tip bit. I mean, did you did you check out the pile of offerings? Like, uh, So I've had uh, – so what is in there from memory? We, from we, memory? we should have probably brought – they had the poster here yeah, so we, we could actually look at um, it and go. But it was sort of like – I remember I put in a few more different things like – I did put in some of your comics that you like yes. that I owned so I could get reference shots like Saga, like Brian K. Vaughan stuff and yes. and some Daredevil. Saw that, um, yes. Yep. Um, some bags of weed, I think. Are oh, is it? In there. Oh, no. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if, if the split got uh, cut out, you've still got a few uh, ounces on the ground. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to have to have a second look at that. I could, I, I did not see that. That's yeah, gold. Yeah. But, oh. um, well, see, that's what I love about the poster. There's shit in mm, it that I'm still yeah, yeah. discovering. Well, the same. And I think, yeah, Charlie described it really well with, with that Last Supper poster that I did. You know the when he said the water mess books? Yeah. Where you can just look through it all and you can look through it all for the 50th time and still pick up something that you haven't seen before. And um, that's really rewarding to me. I like yeah. the fact that you can go back to it and keep looking at it and, uh, and get something from it. I mean, it. from my point of view, that's what I think is rewarding. I mean, you know, th- those it's those little elements. Like, mm. I would have loved the, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy um, as much if this wasn't part of it. Yeah. But 
the way all those, you know, they, they did all the posters with the bats forming the bats, and in each one there was a different version of that at the like yeah, yeah. just those small touches of shit being looking amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't need to be there. Mm. Like it won't affect you really heat, but they just yeah. make it so much better and much more rewarding the more times you watch it. And they absolutely, look, yeah. I'm yeah. I, I'm a massive fan of that. All right, yeah. well we should stop talking. But as <laughs> no you worries. said, uh, people can uh, go onto your. So how do they find your red bubble? So people, well, someone was site, asking me the about this. The called, other day. Yeah, the it's called Red called Bubble. bubble. Um, and do they have to search for you? Is that how it works? Yeah, just type in my name to yeah. Red Bubble, and I think I think it should pop up. Like right. and even even going on my Twitter page and and scrolling down and finding a tweet about it, where I've just I probably should be able to link to that from the yeah because I, I actually I? put things into collections now like because I was a bit slack with with my Redbubble page before but um you know because we've put up a, a few of your will things and I think we'll do some more in the future like there's something something that hasn't been seen very much is the Willarius poster which, which right. I'm really proud of. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's got my cat in it. Like right. you're sitting on my cat who I pat every day. Yeah, I know? think like, I think uh, more people who visited my office have seen that than yeah, <laughs> actually yeah, seen yeah. it in the real world. But um <laughs> so you know there's there's all this art that I'm really proud of that if if people are interested in buying it or having it on their wall yeah. you know I think that's great that we can actually do that because you know I've drawn a lot of stuff for people where I don't feel good selling it yeah right you know where um no, it's fun. It's like I mean, well, I have a I have a one of a kind of my own that you gave me for you my do, birthday, you do. which I just uh, recently hung on my wall in LA because uh, I the, it was at, I was getting framed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I got I got all my art back on the like the day before I left, so it's up in the main <laughs> room now, and that's my James did me, uh, and I'm going to keep some of it private because it's for me. So, I'm, yeah, yeah. But basically, he did. Uh, it's like my last ever show. Yeah, and uh, it's. It's a show that I have speculated about what would be my last ever show, but the funniest thing is all the awards I've won that you've made up yeah, the yeah. shows for. Did and, I get any original names in there uh, that I, you hadn't well, heard before? Yeah, no, there was a couple. Well, there was a couple. Uh, there was at least one or two that I didn't have on my list. There was one yeah, or two yeah. where I went, actually, maybe I could do that show. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me which one. Oh, I can't remember now off the top of my head. I should have. was something, something will. Something, something will. Certainly, <laughs> that, it wasn't was on like, my list. One of no. your last shows. <laughs> <laughs> something, something will. Well, I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah, I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> that was certainly. <laughs> but I, I, it was. Uh, it's it's a it's a very fun poster of my very last show. And so, mm. uh, what I was going to say is that I'm going to keep that private. Yep. Uh, because I like it, and it's just for me. Yeah, that's but, right. Um, it's just for you. But when I die, yep. you have full permission to sell. <laughs> It's fine. Thank if you, you want to squeeze yeah, a yeah. last little bit of juice yeah, out yeah. of, I probably would have done all the posters down the bottom of of the it as well by then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's hope I die at an yeah, old yeah, age. Yeah. yeah that'd be good. Before you do your show, suicide will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, thank you, James. Cheers, mate. <laughs>